Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This weekly radio program is brought to you by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. We now invite you to stay tuned for our message this morning. Good morning and welcome again to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. This is Elder David Wise here with you this morning, and I'm the pastor at Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi, and we would love to invite you to come worship with us on Sunday mornings if you happen to be in the area in North Mississippi or a local Primitive Baptist Church if you are not in North Mississippi. At Macedonia Church, we're on 11th Staten Road outside of Ackerman, Mississippi, and then Sulphur Springs Church that we partner with in this ministry is on Wolf Road outside of Caledonia, Mississippi. And then we also have a Wednesday night meeting in Starkville, Mississippi, every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. So we would love for you to come out and worship with us, and we direct you to our website as well, gospel-of-grace.com. You can get caught up on past messages and subscribe to a podcast, but you can also find a church that may be closer to you if you're not in the North Mississippi area. We would love to hear from you if you enjoy our program and to know that you're listening and to help you out with any questions or encouragement that we can offer to you. You can find our contact information on our website as well, gospel-of-grace.com. And also you can go to Macedonia's website, macedonia-pbc.org. We have a lot of content on there and also past sermon series from the radio program and from our regular Sunday sermons as well. Today we would like to continue our thoughts on spiritual warfare and look at a second installment of our enemy, the devil, Satan, and looking at his characteristics, his widely deceptive tactics. We need to know our enemy well to be able to withstand his deception, and we hope to be able to consider some of that together from God's Word here on the program this morning. So we hope you can stay tuned for the message today. And we'll bring that for you right after the song.
Good morning and welcome again to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. We'd like to continue our thoughts on spiritual warfare. And during our last message, we try to examine the origins of the devil to have a better scouting report of our enemy so we can fight with more wisdom in this warfare that we're in. Jesus actually told his disciples in the New Testament to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And Satan is described as a serpent, but we need to be wise as serpents. And one of the ways that we can be wise as the serpent is understanding the tactics of the serpent, right? And being adequately prepared for his cunning craftiness and his wiles and his deception. So I want us to just be reminded of the fact that Satan, unfortunately, because of his just vicious hatred of God, desires to devour us every single day. And I want you to understand that the reason why Satan desires to devour you and all of God's people in the church today, the reason why he desires to do that is because God loves you, okay? Let's not lose sight of that. The reason why Satan hates you is because God loves you. The only way that Satan can hurt the heart of God, if you will, the only way he can do that is by hurting his children, okay? So when we are tempted by Satan, and especially during those times such as Job, where the focus is so intense and it's so strong and it's such a challenging time, the reason why Job was in the line of fire was because he was living so godly and because God loved him. So we need to also be reminded of the fact that when we are being tempted, first of all, that's an evidence that we're living faithfully. And second of all, that is a blessed evidence that God loves us, okay? The reason why we're tempted by Satan is because God loves us. And Satan hates love. That's kind of hard to wrap our mind around, isn't it? Satan is the father of hate. You see, God is love. God is defined by love. God is love. Satan is hate. And because he hates God and he hates God's people, he desires to destroy those who exhibit love in this world. 1 Peter chapter 5 and in verse 8, be sober, be vigilant. You see, that's the disposition we have to have in this warfare. We have to be aware of our surroundings. We have to be very vigilant and sober and watchful because Satan is crafty, he's deceitful, and if we're not vigilant, Satan will come in as a wolf in sheep's clothing, and inevitably those sheep clothes are going to come off and the wolf is going to try to devour you, okay? But he's going to come in deceptively, and that's why we have to be so vigilant in this warfare. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, remember it says, as a roaring lion. Satan is not a roaring lion. He only tries to imitate the lion of the tribe of Judah. But, make no doubt, he desires to devour you. He desires to destroy you, but don't be distraught with that either. Because God has given us overcoming faith, he has given us the armor of God, and he has given us all the tools in our disposal to defeat Satan in our daily spiritual warfare. So we saw last time the origin of Satan, the fall of Satan. He has this fabricated kingdom that he's tried to position his kingdom and set up his kingdom in a directly fabricated and antagonistic way toward God and toward God's kingdom. 
Let's go back to Genesis chapter three, and we saw there that the serpent was more subtle than all the beasts of the field, which the Lord had made. And the devil immediately begins to question God's word. He begins to cast doubt on the integrity and the authenticity of God's word. And again, this is a lot bigger discussion than we have time to tackle today, but Satan has attempted to, and unfortunately, the last 50 years especially, he's been very successful at corrupting and changing and casting doubt on the scriptures, on the word of God. And this is, again, a lot bigger discussion than we have time to deal with today. But I would encourage you to be reading the King James Version of the Bible because that is the most authentic representation of the Textus Receptus and the original autographs. Many of these new translations that have popped up in the last 50 years, I can't sugarcoat it any more than this. They have been corrupted by Satan. Okay, they have been corrupted by Satan. And what was Satan's original deception? It was to question and cast doubt on God's word, first of all, but then to straight up lie. Okay, we're told in John chapter 8 and verse 44 that Satan is the father of lies. He told some wicked, whited sepulcher chief priests and Pharisees here in this time. He tells them in John 8 and 44, year of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Now, first of all, we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is truth, and God's word is truth. So what does Satan try to do? Satan tries to corrupt the truth, doesn't he? And how does Satan corrupt the truth? He corrupts the truth by corrupting God's word. And I would tell you, please study this out on your own. Look at the origin of the original manuscripts that your Bible is translated from. And if you search out the most original representation of the original autographs, you will arrive at the King James Version of the Bible because it is the most authentic representation of God's word in the English language. And Satan is the father of lies and he has corrupted God's word in a large portion of Christianity today. So he casts doubt on God's word in the garden and then he just blatantly lies. He tells Eve in Genesis chapter three, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it lest you die. Again, editing God's word. God didn't say you couldn't touch it. He's adjusting it and creating doubt on God's word. But then the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. And I want to tell you how important God's word is. It says in the Psalms that God promised to preserve his words the individual words of the Bible, God promised to preserve it. And you want to know how Satan tempted Eve to plunge all of mankind into sin? You want to know what he did? You want to know what Satan did? He added one word. Satan corrupted God's word by adding one word. There's this idea in Christianity today that it doesn't really matter which Bible we read. We see this version, we see this Bible that says something, we see another version that says something entirely contradictory. Well, it's all the same, it all doesn't really matter. Do you understand that the whole reason that man fell into sin, the whole reason that Jesus Christ had to come in this world to die on the cross is because Satan changed one word. He added one word and it made it from truth 
to a lie. He's the father of lies. And you need to be reading. Again, start, study this out for yourself. And if you study it with integrity, you will arrive at this conclusion that the King James Version of the Bible is the most authentic representation of the Word of God in the English language, okay? But Satan desires to corrupt God's Word. Why? Because he is the father of lies. He's the father of lies. And Satan has always desired to ascend up to the level of God. He desired to be God. So what did Satan tempt Eve and Adam with? He attempted to corrupt them and tempt them with the same pride that he has is to ascend up to higher than the level than they're currently at to be God. So he's the father of lies. He's the father of pride. And then what's the tactic that he uses to get Eve to be deceived. You shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. And notice this, ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And there in a King James Version center column reference, that lowercase gods could easily be rendered, according to the King James translators, God. So in other words, he said, if you partake of this, you can be as God. You understand that's what Lucifer wanted. Lucifer wanted to ascend up, to be on high. Lucifer wanted to go to a higher position and to overthrow the throne of God. And now he is enticing Adam and Eve that they can do the same thing. He, he's, that's what he did when he corrupted some of those fallen angels to rebel against him. He corrupted them to join his rebellion against God, okay? So Satan is corrupting Eve that if you partake of this, you can be as God. And that's what Satan wants to be. He wants to be as God. Now, Eve was deceived. Adam was not deceived. He knew what he was doing and he chose to rebel. He chose to sin. And then they fall into sin. They realize their nakedness. They fall into shame. And then... God condemns the devil, okay? It says that the serpent was condemned to go on his belly the rest of the day. So apparently the serpent up to this point was upright. We know snakes that they slither on their stomachs on the ground, but apparently the serpent uh, must have been upright prior to this. But he was going to slither on the ground. But then God reminds Satan that I'm going to send the seed of the woman. And that's very important. You want to talk about Satan corrupting God's word he corrupts important portions of God's work. Satan has tried to take out, and he has been successful by putting a little footnote that many people don't believe that 1 John chapter 5 and in verse 7, that's the most succinct teaching of the Trinity that we have in all of Scripture, about one in three and three in one and the perfect unity of the Trinity. There's a little footnote in many versions of the Bible that Satan is corrupted, that says, oh, well, this is not really in the original autographs. Well, what's Satan trying to do? He's trying to corrupt the Trinity. And also, Satan wants to corrupt the virgin birth. <laughs> and why does Satan want to corrupt the virgin birth? Because right here, he's told in Genesis, even right after the fall in the garden, he's told that the seed of the woman, not the seed of the man, the seed of the woman is going to crush his head. And is it any surprise that in these versions of the Bible that Satan has corrupted God's word? It doesn't say a virgin will conceive. No, it says a young woman will conceive. You see, Satan, he doesn't like being reminded that he was 
destroyed and crushed by the virgin-born child of the Son of God. He doesn't like being reminded of that. So what did he do? (laughs) He said, I'll just corrupt God's word. It'll just be a young woman, not a virgin. But listen, the seed of the woman, the seed of the woman will come and it, not him, it, the seed, Jesus Christ, shall bruise thy head and shall crush thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. So even when Satan thought that he had caused fall of man and defeated man and would take back over authority of the earth, God reminds him that I'm going to send the seed of the woman to crush you, Satan. Now remember, Satan is the father of lies and he is also a murderer from the beginning. Now we see here that he's trying to promote death, no doubt, by deceiving Adam and Eve to sin. But we also know that Cain was of that wicked one. There are only a handful of people that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt are non-elect and they're in hell. Primarily Cain, who was of that wicked one, and Esau, Esau have I hated. Cain was of that wicked one. Now, what did Cain do? What did Cain do? Cain killed, he murdered his righteous brother Abel. Remember, Satan is a murderer from the beginning. Where did Cain, who was of that wicked one, where did he get that inward hatred and desire of a righteous servant of God who was offering a blood sacrifice? Why did he get that hatred of, it says in the New Testament, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Why? Because Satan is going to galvanize the minions of the world. Jesus tells his disciples, the world hated me, the world's going to hate you too. Why does the world hate us? Because it hates Christ. And Satan uses this world to try to destroy God's people because he uses the world that hates God's people because he hates God's people. So why did Cain hate Abel and desire to kill him when Abel was living this good, godly, righteous life? Where did that come from? Where did Cain's desire to kill Abel come from? It came from Satan. Do you understand? It came from the one who was a murderer from the beginning. Satan is the father of lies, whereas Jesus is truth personified, right? We know that he is the father of lies. He's the father of murder. He moved Cain to murder. We find in John chapter 10 that he's also the the sinister force behind theft and stealing and murder and destruction. John chapter 10 and verse 10. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill. Remember, he's a murderer from the beginning. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's what he wants to do is destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, Satan knows the word of God way better than we do. And by the way, Satan is deceptive, he's wily, and he can transform himself even into an angel of light, okay? So Satan can take a very beautiful form, which is not surprising because Lucifer was the anointed cherub. He was beautiful. He was perfect when he was made. He had this great beauty. Now Satan uses that great beauty in a wicked way. He had this great wisdom, but now he uses that wisdom in a wicked way. So Satan knows that he has no ability because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. He knows that he has no ability to remove any child of God from their eternal destination in heaven. That is secure in Jesus Christ. 
And that was no doubt declared to the devil in Revelation 12. Now has come salvation and the accuser of the brethren is cast out, right? So he knows that he has no bearing on any child of God's eternal security. He knows that he can't pluck any of God's children out of the Father's hand. He knows that. Now, he can deceive some people here in time to make them think that Satan can pluck some out of the Father's hand, but he can't. Okay, so Satan knows that he can't do anything about eternal life. But what can Satan do? Jesus desired that his people would have life and that they may have it more abundantly, more abundantly, the abundant life. What Satan can do is through murder and through hatred and through deceit and through lies and through theft and through destruction and through all of these unclean spirits and through all of these wicked people that he's working through, what can he do to the church? Boy, he can't touch us for heaven, can he? Because he knows, <laughs> Satan knows the word of God better than any of us does. He knows that he's going to the lake of fire at the end of time. He knows what it says in God's word of his final destination. He knows where he's going. He knows he's a loser. He knows he's a defeated foe. So what is Satan's only hope? It says he knows he has but a short time. And what's he, what's he going to do with that short time? What is his goal with the limited period of time that he has? His only hope is to cause as much sorrow and heartache and destruction in the abundant life of God's children as he can here in time. Satan has no ability to touch any of us in eternity. But boy, the devices of Satan, the destruction of Satan can quench us and rob us of our enjoyment of the abundant life here in time. And that is his goal. I want you to understand that. He knows he can't take anyone out of the Father's hand. He knows he can't affect the eternal destination of anyone. But what Satan attempts to do, though, is he attempts to quench our joy. He knows that Jesus said a couple chapters later in John 17, I am come that your joy may be full, that my joy may remain in you, and you can feel the fullness of my joy and the fullness of my love and the fullness of my peace. You can feel the abundant life. And Satan, his only hope, his only goal is to quench God's people from living the abundant life. And his desire is to steal that from you. But I want you to understand, <laughs> you are an heir of grace, but you are also an heir of the earnest of your inheritance. That is rightfully yours, okay? The abundant life is rightfully yours as a child of God, and you don't need to let Satan steal that abundant life that is rightfully yours. Again, Satan, we're told in 1 John chapter 3, he is the father of sin. And we see that in the Garden of Eden, don't we? He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. He is the origin of sin. He is the origin of wickedness. He is the origin of lies, the origin of gossip, the origin of murder, the origin of theft, the origin of destruction. God made this world perfect. And he deceived, Satan deceived Eve through a lie to be enticed with the same desire that he had, which was to be his God, okay? And Jesus has defeated Satan in eternity, but Satan desires to rob God's children of their enjoyment of the abundant life, okay? But I want you to understand, that abundant life is rightfully yours. <laughs> he doesn't have the right to steal it from you. He doesn't have the right 
to quench the joy and the fullness and the boldness and the assurance that you have through the blood of Jesus Christ. Remember, how do we defeat Satan? Through the blood of the lamb and through the word of his testimony, right? We point him to the cross and say, Satan, you're a loser. Remind Satan of that today. Satan, you're a loser. You're a defeated foe. God crushed your head. And at the end of time, you're going to the lake of fire. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And do not be enticed by Satan's lies. Don't be enticed by his sin. Don't be enticed by his hatred. You see, God is love. God is love. But Satan is hatred. We need to know who our enemy is. We need to know who Satan is. Be sober, be vigilant to withstand his wiles. We want to go through the rest of our enemies with scouting reports on the rest of the enemies, so to say. And then we want to come back to specifically the devices of Satan. What are the devices of Satan? They're unforgiveness. It's sexual temptation. It's lies. So many other things in Scripture that are the deceptive tactics of Satan. And boy, he can make it look so good. He can make sin look so good because he can transform into an angel of light. He can make Satan look, he can make sin look so enticing. But don't let Satan steal the abundant life. Don't let Satan steal the enjoyment of the blessed kingdom, abundant life that we have through Jesus Christ. Let's know who Satan is. Be sober, be vigilant, but never forget that Satan is a defeated foe and the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to withstand the wiles of the devil. Let's put on that whole armor of God, pray without ceasing, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We hope this message today has been a blessing to you. We would ask for your continued prayers as we continue on through this series and that God would bless our consideration of God's word and particularly our consideration of this topic so we will be appropriately equipped to fight well in this spiritual warfare that we engage with Satan in every day. Never forget, child of God, that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. May God bless you today. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist Church in your community. To find a Primitive Baptist Church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find further contact information, you can visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com. You can also find our program on iTunes under podcast entitled The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Radio Broadcast. If you listen and enjoy our program, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us by email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road, on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. We would love for you to come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We invite you to tune in again next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. 
Until next time, we pray God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord. Wonderful the matchless grace of Jesus.